Hello everyone and welcome to episode 6 of Cross Atlantic Gaming. I'm your host Risky the Kid and joining me this week are my co-hosts Chocolate Bear. How you doing folks? And Doc H1X1. Hey what's up? Uh, what's up guys? How was your week? What have you been playing? We'll, uh, we'll start with Doc this week. Um, I've been playing a lot of uh, I've actually gotten back into Darkest Dungeon and that game is hard as balls and makes me want to throw my controller at the screen sometimes <laughs> but Man, is it fun! Also, <laughs> I what are you playing it on? Uh, I'm actually playing it on the easiest difficulty because uh, I beat the game on computer on the normal difficulty, and I don't have the patience anymore to go through all of that again. So I'm playing on the uh, Xbox now on the easier difficulty, which I I would still argue I, I can hardly tell any difference between that and the normal difficulty. So it's still hard as hell, but uh, it's uh, it's a really good game. That is a really fun really deep game um and would highly recommend it it's i played it on switch for a good while and the only issue i had there was that the font they didn't like do anything about it about making it bigger for the switch and like the switch is the small screen to begin with and then (laughs) you take that font from the game and you need like a magnifying glass which is awful but as far as having it portable it it's a it's a good game for that they could have just worked on the font a little but definitely brutal thinking about like all the like uh status effects and stuff like that on that like that handheld small screen that could be yeah that i i agree that seems like that could be really rough as far as trying to take in all that info um on like different stuff and everything because there's that game does present a lot of information to you at any given time and um it's uh it's got a pretty steep learning curve but uh is uh i don't know something about that game that i don't think anybody's ever really i don't want to say has never like nailed the same style but there is the presentation of that game and the artwork is kind of like insane how cool and i guess grotesque it looks but it's pretty cool i love the artwork in that game yeah it's, it's so good like an art book of that game i think would be top notch yeah for sure. yeah and then the fact that like every broadcast from mixer and twitch ever has paid that same narrator uh to do voiceover for their sub alerts <laughs> yep. and everything you know like that that says enough you know in and of itself for the, how how epic that guy's voice is so that's definitely true yeah the i think when i started up i didn't mess with the difficulty so i'm assuming it was probably i think it does normal darkest yeah if you don't normal okay yeah and yeah that's just that it's the worst it's so hard it's it's nothing for that game for you to be going like 90 percent through a dungeon with a stacked team almost like that XCOM style of you're going through this dungeon, you've done great, then all of a sudden you just, RNG just f- screws you over and your your whole team wipes. And unlike XCOM, you can't easily do a, scum, a save scum on this game. Like, it's pretty much, once you're in a dungeon, it auto-saves. Uh, I guess you could manually save it right before that problem. See, I don't even know if you can do that on the console, actually. Uh, yeah, I never did it, so I'm not, yeah. I'm not positive. So I'm not even sure if you can really... Uh, Save scum on the console, so you you might just have to live with it if you get wiped. Have you ever Screws tried you. that chocolate? <laughs> no, I just uh, quick. I've never seen it before, so I quickly googled it while you guys were talking about it, and it does look quite interesting. But my patience and my hairline would uh, slowly disappear. Yeah, I, it's. I could see that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it is a brutal. It is a brutal game. It is a. Uh, I, I guess you could say uh, to use the Dark Souls references, the Dark Souls of. Uh, I don't know if you call this like a side-scrolling RTS type thing. I don't really know what you would actually, what its actual designation is. Um, but they also get a lot of mileage out of a very simple battle screen format, though. Um, it's a lot of depth to it, actually. Yeah, and all the different classes and stuff. And I'm assuming you have the DLC and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, I went ahead and got it. They had like a deal when it first got released on Xbox, and I went ahead and grabbed everything. Nice. But yeah, it's really, um, really good. Are you still playing Jurassic Park at all? Um, here and there. Um, I fell off it a little bit because once you get to the third and fourth island, um, I think a lot of people have described that game in the sense that like the game seems overwhelming and then super complex at first, but then you kind of whittle it away and it's not... I don't want to say it's not deep, but it isn't as deep as you might at first think it is. I guess that's the best way to say it. Um, it gets kind of samey with what you're doing and how you're doing it. Um, it's still but fun this is as after hell. How many 
Yeah, hours. exactly. Yeah, I mean, I've I've probably got close to forty something in it now. I mean, it's it's fun as hell, and like still building a dinosaur park is still really fun, and you, and you can customize it however you want. So I I it's still a good buy. Uh, I would maybe say if you're a little on the fence, maybe wait for a sale. But it's I like it a lot though. All right, good deal. Chocolate, how about you? You played anything um, this week? Well, I played a few bits and pieces. Uh, FIFA. Uh, this morning I played Ryan actually. How'd that in go? Our, uh, winner takes all. Oh, yeah, don't get me started. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I lost the first game, threw away a two goal lead. Uh, he won on penalties. Oh, gross. Oh, it was disgusting. <laughs> that um, sucks. Battered him the next game. And then for the returning match, he absolutely nailed me to the wall and slaughtered me. So. Dang. Yeah, big props to him for winning. Um, I hate him, and I will beat him when I see him. But, uh, yeah, good for him. Uh, been jumping in the division. Again, trying to work on those shields um, and actually work on my level because I was not at a respectable level at all. So that's been very grindy. And I think I got about three minutes into Warframe, which everyone in the community is jumping on at the moment. Uh, yeah, I actually played a little bit of Warframe this weekend. It was tough. I feel like I need a Sherpa of sorts. Someone to guide me through what I should be doing and like how I should be maximizing my mm-hmm. time and like what I'm doing. Because I just feel like I'm kind of aimlessly going and playing missions and not understanding what I'm doing. But like while I'm doing it, I'm having a pretty fun time. Like the co- It plays really well. It's not yeah. bad, is it? it, it for a free for a game. Free to play game, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, it's not bad. I've only got to where you go into your ship, and then I stopped there. So I'm probably still on the tutorial. Okay. See, so, so like missions I, months and months ago when I first started playing it, like we got pretty heavy into it for a while. But so like I have all my ship and all that stuff. But then I look in my locker and I just have all these weapons and like the little mods that you can add to your like suit and weapons and stuff like that i just i don't know what's good i don't know what's bad <laughs> i don't know what i my loadout should look like it's just super overwhelming trying to hop back into a game that so much stuff has been added to since the last time i played it yeah but. they they definitely hit you with a lot of systems early on in that game for sure yeah i t- once i got into the ship cuz at first i thought it was Everyone was talking about it, how you'd get your gun, and it took me about halfway through the first mission to actually get my gun. I was like, "Oh, this is going to be crap. I've got a sword, and I can I don't force throw people out the way." <laughs> um, and then you get your gun, you're like, oh, "Okay, yeah, this is all right." Um, got into my ship, and then a load of stuff started coming up on the screen. Like you had to, you had to press your LB and your RB buttons for different sub menus. I was like, yeah, I think I've had enough now. Is the baby crying? Is that, yeah? Okay, yeah, I'm off. I'll turn this off. I'm, I'm out. Sorry, guys. Gotta go. <laughs> yeah, oops. But, yeah, I'm, I need to plow a couple more hours into it to see if I actually like it. It's Yeah, I don't know. Like, when I was playing it, I was playing with three people back then as well. So I think that would definitely help, too. Like, if you're just playing with multiple people. Because there's certain yeah. missions where it's like, this is how many people you should have with you or whatever. Uh, like recommended players uh, so I don't know if the difficulty ramps one way or another depending on your player count or how how that works but everything's always more fun with friends right well yeah that's the second time I've heard that today oh yeah yeah <laughs> that actually sounds really creepy and now I've said that doesn't it right, <laughs> well, I thought you were going to explain yourself and then you just didn't so leaving it to the audience's imagination yeah yeah, yeah. just just pretend. Anyway, move on. What have you been playing, Risky? <laughs> um, I finally bought Splatoon 2 for my Switch after... It's been out a while now, but it was on sale for like 40 bucks, And everybody talks about how good it is, so I finally gave it a shot. And that game's a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, a lot of fun. It's such an unconventional shooter that, I don't know, it's just something completely fresh and new to me. I didn't play Splatoon 1 at all. I don't. Even, was that on the Wii U? Yes. So, yeah, that would be my reason for not playing that. Um, but the game's super colorful. It's like you have all your different paint guns and paint brushes, and you can do a decent amount with the loadouts. I'm not super far into it, but they also had a 
what do they call them? The Splatfest, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. So that was going on this weekend. It was pulp or no pulp with your right. own juice. Yeah, yeah. They always have some interesting ones like ketchup, mayonnaise, stuff like that. Yeah. Which team would you guys go? Pulp or no pulp for your orange juice? No pulp. Yeah, no pulp. Yeah, that's where I went. Which I feel like I don't really mind pulp. Like, as long as it's not like a but thick, depend- just like, <laughs> It's I was like eating say, orange, depends so if not it, what I'm looking for. If it's that hot, really thick that you can taste it in the back of your throat and possibly <laughs> choke on it, then yeah, no. Get out. Uh, yeah, I mean, not into. I mean, I I don't I don't have anything against pulp, but also I'm not a savage, so no pulp. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you guys play Splatoon at all? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, it's uh, it's it's. I'm I I would price someone up as what you said, risky. Like that is a super colorful game. Like every time I every time I play a few matches, I don't play it that often. But like as I'm playing, I'm just like, man, this is so freaking cool to look at. As far as like how the map devolves into just this. You know, like the, always the contrasting colors, purple, yellow, or whatever. Like, it's just really colorful. I've never really gotten deep into it, but there's... I will say this, too. There, it, it, there is a lot of customization to that game that people might not know about. Like, it goes pretty far with the different types of guns and stuff like that. Yeah, the first thing I did when I hopped in was went to Reddit and was like, what's the best loadout yeah, for Splatoon yeah. 2? So I'm not getting annihilated. Yeah. I'm still getting annihilated anyways, but I was having fun while doing it. Um... One of the best parts of that game, I feel like, are at the very end when it shows the map and the two percentages oh, yeah, come yeah. from the sides. They both go to 23, and you're like, oh, that looks really close because you can see the actual map and see each team, yeah. how much they've colored of the map. And then it'll be like 45 versus 44, and you won by like 1%. And yeah, that's there's... a nice little thing. I like, I, I like I like how they've almost built in like the uh, t-ball like everybody gets a trophy kind of thing too because like there were times where we got straight up wrecked by an opposing team and there was like maybe a speck of purple on a yellow map and they're like the score is 65 to 35 and I'm like I don't even think we got five percent so <laughs> thanks I guess like I guess that makes me feel a little bit better like I think there's like a built-in like everybody's a winner kind of thing on that part but <laughs> yeah that's what the initial. 23 yeah, yeah. is it's like yeah yeah sure 23 that yeah, sounds good you definitely got at least that right <laughs> I wonder maybe is, not <laughs> is it on xbox splatoon no it's much? nintendo it's nintendo, Nint- only. nintendo only yeah yes yeah, so if you ever get a switch that, well, that's d- a good I, one i am trying to work on my wife but i don't know whether i'll make it uh yeah i would say that's a uh definite definite must buy because it is uh like I said, like it's and and with like you can do clothing, like shirts, shoes, like stuff like that, and they all have attributes that affect uh, different ways, either your gun handles or how much, how quickly you feel, refill on paint and all that stuff. So like it's it's deeper than you wouldn't you may would maybe think like a Nintendo online shooter would be. So, so how do you unlock all those? Is that just game progression, or do they sneak you in with a lovely microtransaction? Oh no, no! It's I think it's all point based on you get for matches, and then you can go to these little shops in the uh, main hub area. Yeah, you can. You gain yeah. like gold for how how well you've done, and you get like yeah. bonuses for doing certain things, and so then you just spend gold, which like you get an abundance of like the credits to spend. Oh yeah, because like when I first went in there to pick up a gun, I was like, oh, I can buy like five guns, so it wasn't really a should I get this or this and then save up okay. for that. It was kind of like. I've had disposable income at this point is what it felt like. So Right. right. Um so the one annoying him. thing in that game though is when you start up how you have to listen to those two those yes. two chicks talk about And you can't skip it. Oh my god. They're like, This is the game mode, this is the map and then I don't I don't know what they're talking about at this point. I'm just And I don't care. <laughs> I'm mashing the A button as quickly as I can just to try to get out of that screen. But every time, dude, it's cr- why? People that can correct me silly. if I'm wrong, but I looked. I don't think there is any way to skip that in options or anything. So. I'm pretty sure I hit every single button yeah. as well, so I don't... I hate well, it when games do that, but terrible. they don't give you the, the option. Like, I appreciate them trying to be like, hey, here's what's new this week, but let me skip it if I want to, though. If Seriously. I care, I'll sit through your video, yeah. but give me <laughs> the option seek it out. to yeah. hit the plus sign t- to skip ahead. Glad you reminded me of that. Yeah, that drives me crazy every time I start it up and I forget about that. <laughs> so bad um well staying with the switch uh i picked up mario tennis which came out on friday 
Um, did you pick that? Do you know picking that up, Doc? Oh, I, w- I will as soon as my. I do like a gaming budget per month, and mine uh, I used up all of uh, June's. But as soon as July hits, I'll be buying that day one for sure. Nice. I, I can't wait. I loved the '64 Mario Tennis. Thought the Wii U one was a real big disappointment, and this one looks awesome. I played the. Uh, they had like that online tournament demo for like a three or like two or three days there at one point, and uh, I, I am amazed at how deep they made this tennis game as far as the skill level involved. Like it is. It's so when you're playing, it's it's now called standard mode, which is the one where you can do like the star jump shots and all yeah. the like, all the crazy stuff. Yeah, when you're yeah. playing that, it's it is like a tactical. It's not just tennis Absolutely. anymore. Absolutely, it's so tactical and it's awesome. It's well, it's really really good. It, it goes as far as like you see people on Twitch or Mixer, and they're like, uh, honestly, it gets so tactical. They're like, okay, this guy's doing a power shot. It's really hard to get a block, so I'm not even going to risk it. I'm just going to let this point go because I can't risk losing my racket. Like, if I get one more hit, my racket's gone. But then you also have guys that are so good where they will intentionally target the player in an effort to break their racket. Like, not even wow. just get the point, <laughs> just actually strap hit them. Like, it, it it is deep in terms of strategy. <laughs> yeah, so... But then the great part is that if you just want to play your traditional Mario Tennis, that's totally still there. If you just want yeah. top spin, slice, drop shots, like yeah. your normal your normal tennis fair, that that's there, which is great. I didn't play a ton of that because I've been having a lot of fun with the actual new mode, the new like standard or whatever. Um, and like people were complaining about the adventure mode being short or whatever, uh, but I haven't even touched that yet, <laughs> so. Yeah. An adventure um, mode in tennis. I feel like that's just a plus at that at that point too, because even the sixty four version didn't have anything like that. So. Yeah, they added a. It's like a, a story mode, if you will, for Mario Tennis, oh, okay. apparently. And I haven't I haven't touched it. But um, I hear that uh, Luigi f's up and they blame everything on him, which is okay in my <laughs> book. So and that's exactly what happened. They're like, oh, it's this tennis racket that has mystical powers. Don't touch it. And then like Luigi's touching it as they're saying not to touch it. And then yeah. <laughs> Like he gets sucked the, into a different dimension or something, and you have to go save him. So it's I mean, what it's an like idiot. We, we pointed out last week on our our football question. He's a useless asshole. So, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I did get a chance to play Moose a couple times in Mario Tennis. He's pretty bad at that game. So if you need some, <laughs> <laughs> calling you out. <laughs> if you need some practice, you can uh, tap up Moose for a, for yeah. an easy win. <laughs> If you, want to feel if you good need a confidence yourself. booster in your life, just... <laughs> oh, I'm just messing, no. Moose. I mean, I'm not, but I am. <laughs> I mean, I did destroy you, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, like, again, I was... I, earlier today, I was watching people play that online, and, like, it, you reminded me of how you can do the drop shot, and, like, there was straight-up moments where people were playing each other, and, like, they were breaking, like, metaphorically breaking their ankle with drop shots. Like, a guy would be running back, you do a drop shot, he'd, like and he would just, like, school the guy, make him look stupid with, like, a drop shot or something. It's crazy how good some people already are at that game and how I'm like, I would never in a million years be able to beat some of these people. So I can't wait to actually see. I didn't think to watch, like, really good streamers at Mario (laughs) Tennis. That doesn't sound like something I know, right? Me me too, but it's also the first time I'm just like, this is an eSports I I could get behind watching, like, an actual (laughs) produced (laughs) tournament like Mario Tennis because, like, this is insane, some of the stuff I'm watching here. I'm all about it. That's going to be Nintendo's first foray into eSports is is Mario Mario Tennis. tennis. (laughs) Yeah, I'm all for it. Count me in. (laughs) But... And then apparently there's already meta involved in it where they're saying Chain Chomp is too OP. So there you go for whatever that means. Is that but, that's one of the characters, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently he's just insanely. It's it, apparently it's really hard to get anything past him in terms of like I guess his. I don't know if you want to call it like a hitbox or what you would call it as far as like his area to where he would receive and return a ball. But apparently he's just okay, everybody's bigger said, than normal. Yeah, it's the consensus that he's real that he's a very easy character to play. Apparently, so. Well, yeah. noted. Yeah, that will be <laughs> I know my I'll main. Be playing with. <laughs> and Moose, you've got a new person to play with now. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. Um, I think that's all I really played. Oh, <laughs> this is funny. I, I downloaded the uh, tutorial demo thing for Octopath Traveler because I just oh, wanted yeah. to see what it was all about. And it's like, you have a three-hour demo 
or from like the time you save or start or something, whatever. But it said three hours, and I started it one night in bed, and then I fell asleep with my Switch on. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gone back to it yet, but I was like, uh, unless that thing went to sleep somehow, I probably just burned my whole trial. I was sleeping. They're like, but don't worry. We saved your progress of the title screen. (laughs) Oh, God. I have to go back and check it out. For I started to get a little bit into it. It was cool that some of the scenes were actually narrated. Um, like when the characters are talking on screen, oh. it was narrated sometimes, which I feel like you don't really ever see that in yeah, that's that cool. type of like 16-bit RPG. Um, so that was neat. And it, like right off the bat, you get your choice of the eight different characters that are in the game, and they each had their own little backstory. Um, yeah. I'm assuming whoever you start with, you go and start to do their whatever their story is. I haven't really looked at this game at all, so I don't, just that little bit before I fell asleep, I had a cool, a few cool different things. I'll have more to say I've, next week if I didn't sleep through my whole trial. I've I've got it downloaded too, and like we were talking about Darkest Dungeon as far as art style, that is another one's art style that blows me out of the water with how it does the the sixteen bit, yeah, sixteen bit foreground background, oh, so uh, yes. three dimensions top style. Like it's uh, I, I hope more games do that because it looks really great. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So chocolate, you're gonna have to get a switch soon because we're just gonna turn this into the Nintendo podcast. Yeah, there's a gap in the market. We'll go. We'll go for it. Uh, we'll rebrand also, uh, ourselves. <laughs> also, uh, chocolate. Do you, do you like Smash Brothers? Because have I got a direct for you to watch? Kill me now. <laughs> I like Smash Brothers, and I won't watch that again for any amount of money. <laughs> Is it that bad? It's <laughs> oh, awful. We've gotten a lot of good memes out of it, though, for the internet. And there you games, go. So it's it was worth it for that. That's all we're ever looking for. So yeah, perfect. Yeah. Um, all right, you guys play anything else? Anything else you might have missed? No, going to play Battlefield after the podcast. All right, cool. But that's not what I've played this week. So we'll make sure you <laughs> talk about it next week then. Yes, sir. Any reason you're playing Battlefield? Um, Moose jumped into the division with me just literally before we jumped on to record. Um, I just fancy shooting other people in the face. Hey, that's a good game if you want to shoot people in the face. Mm-hmm. I'd say that's fair. Can't wait for Battlefield Five. Oh yes, that's probably when I'll come back to it. I think there's just it's there's so many these games that they support so well. All of them are starting to annoy me because they stick around for months after that. They should just be like out of my mind, and I should be for, like I shouldn't be playing Grand Theft Auto from five years ago at this point. <laughs> I should be playing well, new games, but the. Ad- the other problem was that is that you can't really well I don't know maybe some people can but like I can't get particularly well unless I focus on one and yeah, then, like you want yeah, to kind of dabble definitely. in everything and then it's just like mind numbing to try to remember all the control schemes and all the systems and everything and it just and gets kind of crazy yeah or that yeah like, that's what happened with me with AC Origins completely yeah. lost don't know what I'm doing so I've binned it yeah, well the control even things like, are the worst like when yeah. it's like this is how you get in a car, right? And you're like, nope, not like PUBG. <laughs> not like in this PUBG game, it was Grand Theft Auto are just, those are two games I've been playing a lot lately, and their control schemes are just completely different from each other. Be more different, yeah. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> yeah. Well, like in, I don't know, for instance, like, uh, I think uh, For Honor, they, they're going as far as to take the uh, Overwatch uh, Rainbow Six Siege style of, they are, before they had classes, now they are literally making a character of each class with their own uh, voiceover lines, everything. So they're they're redoing that entire game in that in that aspect of hero classes. So that's kind of cool, though. I like that. Yeah, I thought that was really neat, and it's it's kind of crazy to think that the game that's been out for two years is getting an overhaul like that. So yeah, pretty cool. It's great for us gamers, but just a, also on the flip side, a pain because you, as you say, you dabble in everything. And then this game from two years ago pops up, or five years ago. Like, I still haven't beat God of War, and it's been sitting in my PlayStation. Oh, wow. For uh, a couple months now. You know Toast will probably kill you if he sees you, or I mean, that's, gets hold of you. <laughs> I'm just hoping I never have to see him in person, but uh, we'll <laughs> hey, see. He'll have more now, than uh, one thing to kill me over. 
it's like we <laughs> we've said previous episodes. It's like games as a service. Everybody hates on them, but man, do you, are, are we getting more bang for our buck than we ever had before? Oh so. yeah, hundred percent. That's even recently with gotten a little bit back into Fortnite because it was on the Switch or whatever. It's like having the battle pass, which I'm paying you ten dollars to do more things in your game. I guess. Right. It's kind of it's just it's giving you a reason to play. It's giving you objectives, but like that. Is, I've been playing so much more Fortnite than I would play normally if I didn't have like that post-launch content drip. Yeah, so it's totally. like, and now I'm like, when does season five come out? Because I'm excited to get into weekly challenges, which means I'm coming back a few yeah. times a week, every week, and there's always new games. And like, I love story and games. I love single-player games and all the shit. And I feel like I can't get to any of it because of all, all of these games that are supported so well. It's a totally. stupid problem to have because it's not a problem. First world problems. <laughs> yeah, first world problems. <laughs> for, for sure. Ugh. All right. You guys want to do some news? Let's, Let's do it. get it. Let's Did get we ever get a sign news. bite? Nope. Nope. <laughs> you, I thought you were going to sing for us. Yeah, like, okay. Let's get into the news. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like that's good. So Yeah, okay. So, Chocolate, what's problem in the solved. news this week? Right. So, developers say Twitch is hurting single-player games. Um, go, Doc. Yeah, so uh, we've, we've actually talked about this before with uh, uh, Detroit Become Human um, and a few other games that we kind of noted, but uh, IGN wrote an article basically saying that um, developers are definitely taking note now that uh, single-player games or, or particularly heavily narrator or narrative-based single-player games are... Uh, whether or not they, you know, I, I, I will say one thing about this article. There were no statistics actually backing up a lot of these claims per se, but it does make sense that with how big Twitch and Mixer is nowadays, that there's less of a, I guess you could say, incentive for people to go out and buy, say, like a, like a Telltale game or Detroit Become Human when you could go on Twitch or Mixer and watch your favorite streamer play through it in one sitting. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think about this risky as far as just the idea that they this might be hurting sales inevitably? I mean, it's that's definitely true because even I had an example from a couple weeks ago, my right. my buddy Dan, who's exactly, I was like, man, Detroit was really good, and he was like, yeah, I watched the whole thing on YouTube. I didn't, <laughs> I don't need to spend sixty dollars to play it. I don't need to rent it. I don't right. need to experience it myself because really, it's like the gameplay itself is you're you're not really there to play a game you're there to enjoy a story exactly so if i don't know it's good when games like god of war though really nail the actual game like not just the story but like the combat in that game if because if that wasn't there you could do the same thing but i wouldn't pass up god of war and its story just because the combat is so good like you want to be there actually playing for that so i think it it really depends like telltale i would say yeah they should be screwed i don't know how they're still making games like with the yeah. ability of people to literally just watch the entire thing, so yeah, I'm, it's like you said, you're not missing out on any unique or stellar gameplay mechanics in a Telltale game. Quick time events, that's, exactly. That's about it. QTEs, yeah, and we all love those so much, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> it's funny we say that about QTEs. Like games like God of War actually give you options to basically get rid of QTEs. <laughs> if you go in the menu there there's an option in God of War to where some of the parts of the game where it forces you to mash like X or something to lift a log or something like that. There's an option in the menu where you can have a button press to do that and not have to do the QTE. Huh. So well, speaking I'm of switch that on. <laughs> yeah. That'll help me um, finish the game, I bet. Yeah. But like also what about save you? Save your controller. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. True. What about you, Chocolate? I mean like what do you I do you kind of agree in terms of like that that having the option of just watching the, you know, the story instead of, oh, I have to go, you know, maybe I'll save some money and not buy it. Instead, I'll just watch it for free. I see. I'd, I would I would buy it and I buy all the all the Telltale games. One, it's an easy thousand G game to score. Agreed. But, agreed. Um, yep. But I think it's good for us as the consumer because you can then kind of look and grasp at a game and go, well, actually, no. I, I'm not going to be sold this shit show of whatever game, whatever game it was or is. You know, you, you now get got a good choice of. Oh, I like the look of this game. I'm going to buy it. It's definitely so, 
the most informed we've ever been as yeah, video game consumers absolutely. for sure which yeah. is great for us so yeah i mean i remember buying games on playstation one and you'd buy them play them and they were absolute rubbish didn't know what you were in for until you well, rolled credits <laughs> yeah that kind of goes to the whole idea of like game review sites are more unnecessary than they've ever been before just because back in the day when we were stra- more strapped for cash and had to make v- select decisions about $60 games you know you relied on review sites to be like is this worth me paying $60 for because I'm not going to necessarily be able to just take this back or get a different game instead you yeah. know whereas nowadays you have a thousand different people on Mixer and Twitch playing a game you know you know well enough if you if that game is worth it to you at that point yeah so. well you take the collective don't you as well as the review sites you you can take this nice broad aspect and go oh actually yeah i'm going to go for that game because i've seen right. it i've heard it's quite good the reviews are good i'll get it not back in the day oh i've read a review did he like fifa at the time i don't know um and that type of right scenario so I'm yeah. I'm all for it, you know. Them trying to stick restrictions on it, I think is, it's not good for us. Yeah, yeah. And it feels um, a bit um, them trying to screw us over. Well, and and that actually kind of brings up the point of you have developers now looking at this culture we live in with Mixer, Twitch, and streaming. And uh, from this article, we have a, a segment here where it says uh, we are also just seeing more and more people look to Twitch and YouTube for their first glimpses of games, potentially running the stories and making them not feel the need to buy them a result. Persona 5, for instance, had a strict streaming restrictions to prevent the, this exact thing from happening, with threats of content, ID claims, uh, channel strikes, and account suspensions if players did not adhere to the following guidelines. So, you know, now this isn't widespread necessarily, but this is developers making their first move to be like, yeah, you can stream the game, it's almost like you know the NDAs of the old days to where it's like, except it's more of a, this game is out, people can buy it and play it, but we are still putting restrictions on what you can and can't stream. Um, that's kind of a that's kind of a weird gray area. What do you, what do you think about that risk in terms of like you have a game that's out, you can buy it, people can stream it, but it's not like you can just sit down and stream the whole thing. I think they actually lifted this a couple weeks after the fact, but there was at least a couple weeks there where. People could not show you the entire game without risking risking getting their channel basically with a content ID strike. I think with Persona Five, what ended up happening was they just they moved back how far you could actually stream it or something. I think at the end of the day, you still can't stream all of Persona Five. Maybe not, but I feel like I was watching that story as it was unfolding right. and seeing that seeing them being the first people to really step up and be like, hey. You're not going to buy our game if you can watch the whole game, even though right. I don't know who has 150 hours to sit and watch a Persona 5 playthrough. I was just about to ask, isn't that <laughs> game ridiculously long, too? Like, I mean, that's, like, I get it, but at the same time, like, yeah, who's going to... I feel like if you're that invested to watch that many hours of content, you're probably going to buy the game. Yeah, so. and, like, the one company I see this screwing the hardest is Telltale, and they're not... Right. I don't. I'm sure they they have stuff to say about it, but it's, they haven't gone to the the Persona Five route and actually told people like, "Hey, you can stream Chapter One," and then it's like, "That's right. it." Right. Uh, but as far as like a content creator goes, I wouldn't want to feel that I was restricted in any way. Like I I bought your game. I am. I should be allowed to stream it to whoever wants to watch it. I. I. I don't know. I think it's. It, like you said, it's a it's a weird gray area. I think it gets weird when you start trying to put restrictions on a game that is out and available to purchase. I think that's when it gets really weird, you know, at that point. Because I guess it gets to that whole Netflix gray area of like, net, you know, technically I could go and trade my username and password with anybody out there to use my Netflix account. But Netflix kind of borderline monitors that stuff. <laughs> so... You know, it's yeah. one of those things of where, you know, it's not that it's not a one to one comparison, but it's that thing of like, you know, this game is out. What's the difference of if I just had a buddy over and watched me play the game there versus like thousands of people on Twitch? It's a little you know? bit like um, Xbox what, E3 back a few years back where they were saying that you're always online. You had to buy air quotes, buy the the key to play the game. You couldn't trade it in. 
Do you remember that? And then PlayStation did their, well, this is how you share this games. This is how you share oh, games. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well... D- that, this I, is what it feels like, completely. I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just getting to that thing of, like, you know, be, they've always had review sites that said that, like, you know, you have NDAs, but once the game is out available to sell, there is no such thing as an NDA. My thing is that they're trying to put, like, an NDA on the story once the game is out and available to everybody to purchase. And I think that's when it's going to get really weird um, with how this stuff works. Now, this is only one company that's tried to make a move. Like Risky was saying, Telltale's done nothing. And you would think if anybody's got more of a incentive to do something like that, it's them. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. I, I, I think this would be re- I think this is going to be really hard for companies to be able to do anything about, you know. Um, I don't know. I mean... You know, with with the internet today, once something is out there in the internet, it's out there. You can't just un you can't take it off the internet. So once somebody gets a streaming session of whatever the game is out there, it's out there. You know, you can't really stop it. Yeah. But and it's like, I don't know. I'd, not even just Twitch, but even like YouTube, like the like Let's Play series. Like I feel like that's a big part of a lot of totally yeah a lot of people's content on YouTube is like. This is part three of my Persona Five. Like, so you just yeah. that type yeah. of content just won't be out there anymore. Because I'm sure it's not strictly streaming. It's also things that are posted afterwards. Or, like nothing live, yeah. right? So I don't. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah I mean, you're right. Some people entire living on YouTube is Let's Plays. So, like, you know, what are they going to do? And and I mean, what game would you is more perfect for a Let's Play than a story game? So I don't would know. Would you Would you guys buy the game still if they had? So, a new game comes out and it has this restriction where you can't stream it or you you can only play up to level whatever. Would you still buy it? I it's kind of indifferent to me because I feel like for me, for instance, I'm either going to buy a game or not buy a game, regardless of any unique thing like this. I mean, in today's world, you know if a game is shit or not, you know, or if it's average, and then you pretty much know whether or not you were interested in it or not before it came out, you know. Um, that's where I'm at, it, I think, as yeah, well. So you know, it, th- this is probably much more geared towards a much more casual gamer that occasionally watches Twitch or something like that, maybe mm-hmm. or Mixer or whatever. But still weird, though. You know that, yeah. that there's companies out there trying to actually do something about it. I guess you could say, but yeah, I think it hurts their brand more. Yeah, agreed. <coughs> right. Um, do you guys hear that? On? Do you hear chocolate? Do you Wait. hear it? What is that? What is it? Oh my! Warning: incoming missile. <laughs> right. So, um, new game giveaway, or the the phrase. Um, if you haven't heard this before, the over four weeks we will give you a word per week. There are four words. Put that phrase together, and then you'll email us at cagpodcast at gmail with the full phrase, and you will get or win uh, what we're we doing a month subscription of uh, Game Pass, which and those can right. stack yep. for how long, Doc? Up to three years. So everybody could use it. Hopefully. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> unless, good. Yeah, unless you've already, yeah, pretty much that would help us. So. so this week's phrase is "let's," and I will now apologise to. <laughs> in four weeks' time, when you get the full phrase, what are you talking about? <laughs> hmm. No apologies yet. No just apologies let's. Yet. So far, just let's. Yeah. Some so the word is, is let's. Some might say this is our best phrase yet. I would. Yeah, you two would. <laughs> <laughs> so just bear in mind, you have to listen to every week of the podcast because I won't be repeating the first word. So next week's will be the second word. Right, let's move on. Um, GameStop confirms buyout talks as downloads take their toll. That's a bit self-explanatory, but Doc, have you got some more info? Yeah, so over here in the uh, US at least, uh, the major uh, dedicated retailer for video games is GameStop. Uh, They've pretty much been the one to kind of survive the dust of the initial digital age. And, um, you know, you still have your Walmarts and your Best Buys and things like that around here for physical copies. But GameStop has been the main uh, 
video game focused store still around. Um, it which maybe not much longer. So via Engadget, um, it will not shock you here that GameStop has been suffering as downloads have been taking off. Now, however, it might be looking for help. In the wake of the recent Reuters article leak, GameStop has confirmed that it is in talks about a potential transaction slash buyout. While the retail chain is shy about what those discussions involved and isn't promising a deal, the sources claim that the chats were in response to buyout interest from private equity companies like uh, Sycamore Partners. Um, so, I guess... Chocolate, uh, or uh, maybe risky, I should say. I, chocolate, actually, real quick, do you all do you have GameStop in the UK? Um, no, we've got um, a place called Game. Okay. Which I, is that like I, your main kind of dedicated yeah. video game store? Yeah, um, there were a few at the time, but I think Game's the one that's held on. But as you guys, um, we've got the supermarket chains, right. which normally are, right. are cheaper anyway. Well, um, w- with all this kind of, uh, you know, with taking all this in, Risky, are you surprised by any of this as far as here in America with GameStop? I'm surprised that Sycamore Partners, who owns Hot Topic, <laughs> <laughs> and the Dollar Express is interested in buying GameStop. Can't wait to Game- see the Hot Topic mashup. Yeah, I um, no, this is the least surprising news you could <laughs> have told me. Right. They're already right. hanging on with collectibles and Funko Pops and yeah. chintzy stuff like that. Yeah. They, they've already moved on from games as far as, far as I can I, tell. I walked into a GameStop recently just to sell my PSVR, and that place has become such a... It's like somebody walked in and just vomited trinkets and little bitty Funko Pops and just little bitty novelty items <laughs> everywhere and just tried to sell you on anything and everything, like as far as a just little, I don't know, junk, basically. I, it, it's it's sad, but that that's all that store is now, in my opinion, so... I don't know. I mean, I can't say that this is... I'm gonna, I can't say I'm going to be that bummed out if this goes away because it's like chocolate was saying most people nowadays if you're not using the amazon discount or the best buy gamers club unlocked you're going to walmart or something like that to get the game anyways so yeah i can't like i couldn't tell you the last time i actually went into a GameStop, like unless maybe i was trying to waste time or something i haven't gone there thinking hey i need to pick this up because it's a lot easier for me while i'm sitting at home to be like hey amazon prime two days my elite controller will be here and other than that i'm completely digital at this point so uh that's actually my next question i for one uh, i actually don't own a single physical copy of a game right now um everything is digital pretty much been that way since this generation's been out what would you say your ratio is chocolate digital to physical oh i'm 100 percent digital i'm absolutely lazy now we don't have to have the option of getting up changing the disc having like a drawer or a cupboard full of games i am all digital i you know i think in the world of like we're getting more and more steam like sales on console and with things like game pass it's just making it easier and easier to become digital only now and game sharing dude like that that too with xbox like there's never any reason for me to buy a physical yeah um xbox game um and same for playstation the only one like when the switch came out that was the first one where i was like am i gonna get physical copies this time around right yeah and then i didn't so it's like now even if i see something on sale uh at a best buy or something and it's a say ten dollars cheaper to me it's still like well if i get it digitally it can go on my 128 gig memory card or whatever and it'll just be right there i never have to worry about oh did i leave that cartridge at home or something or did i don't know well it's it's the you know it's the aspect of it we're incentivized more than ever with game sharing game pass things like that and then also the whole idea of like Let's say, worst case scenario, my Xbox got stolen. Technically, all those games are tied to my account online. I can just re-download them if I get another Xbox. So, you know, it's not like if, whereas if you lost a suitcase full of physical games, that that is gone, you know. So, you know, there's that aspect of it too. I mean, if physical games still has their presence. You know, unfortunately here in America, you know, I don't know about elsewhere, but like... 
we have good internet in some areas and some areas we don't so you know it, it definitely is one of those things where some people it's still necessary to have physical games but even then it doesn't really matter at this point does it when you still have to like at least on xbox you still have to install the whole game yeah. onto your console yeah. anyway well also when you look at the fact that games get patched daily now and sometimes need to get patched before you can play um, yeah. yeah yeah so there's a lot of things that go into it now to where like it, Everybody freaked out. I feel like the beginning of this generation, thinking consoles being, you know, with how everything went down with Xbox about being digital only and things like that. But that was the inevitable future that we were all heading towards. I wish we had embraced it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like PC has been at this point for years now. And it wasn't even just, I mean, Steam definitely helped us get there. But when is the last time any of you ever bought a physical game for a PC ever? I mean, can you even think the last time you did? Um, Modern Warfare, the original Modern Warfare, I think is the only there you go. one of the only ones yeah, I, th- I have. I think StarCraft, the first StarCraft was the or no Warcraft three was the last physical copy of a game I got for PC. It's only about three years ago for me. What was it? Yeah. But uh, oh, it was Football Manager. I think two thousand and fifteen or two thousand fourteen. Okay, so yeah, so there you go. So, but even then, with the deal, with the deals you do get now, it's you're daft to buy oh, a physical yeah. copy. I mean, P- it's yeah. PCs went so hardcore on the deal route that you're actually screwing yourself over to get physical. Yeah, you know. Yeah, um, I think I bought it on a whim. You- but I, I would like to see if Xbox do push. Well, I say do push. Are pushing digital more? I'd like to see a, a price reduction. That's the one thing that drives me up the wall. Having a game that's sixty dollars in the shop and still sixty dollars on your console. That's an absolute liberty. Well, I've actually got another question for you guys that kind of popped up two years ago and then went away. But I have to think it, they've, that they're kind of keeping it as a potential idea over at Microsoft. But there was a short period of time where they talked about that they would buy back the rights to a digital game you own for, say, like 25% again of the initial value you paid for it. I, that, was, that wasn't even that long ago, was it? I feel like that was like uh, within the last year. Maybe it was, yeah. And But then what was weird about that story when it came out is, like, weirdly people got in an uproar over it, like it was a bad thing to have the choice for that. And I never understood that when that happened. Like, people were freaking out on Twitter, and I'm just like, well, one, it would be an option, and two... It's I mean, better I than nothing. Nobody's forcing you. Yeah, like, why is this a potentially a bad thing? Like, nobody's holding a gun to your head being like, give me all your digital library. Like, I thought that was so weird when that came out. That pe- Like, that just goes to show you that the internet just gets mad at everything. But, but I thought that was a really cool idea because there's tons of games that I've either... That's a, a story game that I've A, beaten, or B, turned out to be a shitty game that I don't really like that I would love to get for in-store credit, you know? So what do they, what would they do though? So they buy they buy the rights back to you, but how does basically that basically the way they described it is? Let's say I bought, uh, let's just say for example, go with my Telltale library here. Yeah, okay. Let's, let's say <laughs> The Wolf Among Us. I bought that at retail price for I don't know. Let's what is the, what is an episode cost now? Twenty bucks. Uh, we just go with a round figure. Twenty bucks makes okay. it easier. Let's say it was twenty bucks and. I'm willing to say, like, okay, this is in my ray to install on Xbox. If I sell this back to Xbox, it will no longer be there. I will no longer own the game, but they will give me $5, 25% of the initial value, $5 of in-store, Microsoft Store credit to use. Yeah, which is good. I like yeah, the idea Yeah, I mean, well, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a choice, and I, yeah. you know, it. I would be all for that. <laughs> so um, I think that's probably coming eventually. I think that only makes sense. It's a pro-consumer move, in my opinion. But I don't know. I'm hoping they didn't get too scared with the initial like outrage that happened on Twitter when that first came out. Because I was just like, why are you guys upset about this? But, Do you think they'll buy know. back all my games with gold games I don't play? I- I'd say there'd probably be a caveat there. <laughs> I'd say they'll probably be like, yeah, we you, these were a part of a service that you still own them. But, you know, they'll probably be, a ca- they'll probably be an asterisk on that part. Like... Um, no, no, buy them back, please, please. <laughs> well, and then you have to wonder, like, what will the what will they do about games you got at a discount, or will they still look at the base value? I, I have to assume if you got a game super cheap, they wouldn't give you twenty five percent of the base value. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. That's because you know, I, I would assume they 
should just be able to see how much you bought it for and then right. just I, give you I refund you that 25% or whatever. I would assume that's how it would probably work, yeah. Um, so Going back quickly to you brought up how Microsoft, when they first announced the one, how it was going to be online only and all this stuff. Do you remember what the family plan thing was going to be for actual game sharing? It was like 10 people or something. Yeah, like and they could live anywhere, anywhere in the world. Yeah. Like, we could oh, wow. literally have three wow. accounts for, like, 16 ounce. Like, yeah. in our Discord, we could have three accounts and people could share games. Like, yeah, God, could you imagine? Yeah, imagine literally game sharing now, but with literally 10 people. Your games yeah. would cost you $6 a piece. <laughs> yeah. New AAA games, $6 a yeah. piece. And the only thing was, I think only two people could be playing it at the same time or something like that. Yeah, like they, they limited it, but it wasn't like only one person could play it. Like, yeah, it was like two or three at the same time could. So and people were which outraged. I guess What? Yeah. yeah. Get well, out of here. <laughs> people went crazy about the whole checking in once daily or whatever, but still, I mean, like if you think... It's so funny we look at back at that, and that was in 2013, but can you guys ever imagine turning on a system now that isn't connected exactly. to the internet? Exactly, yeah. 100%. Like, also, the thing that Microsoft screwed up with that is not explaining the family share thing. Like, if you had come 100%. out and said, hey, you and nine of your friends, wherever they are, can share each game. Like, if if you lead with that, there's there's not as much crying. I feel like... Maybe. <laughs> I feel like there was, like, one PowerPoint of ten bullets missing of just, like, yeah... The, here's the here's the trade off, but here's what you're getting. Yeah. And here's we left out points. all the benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just told you all the bad stuff, <laughs> and we're gonna very in hushed tones whisper some of the good stuff. Oh, like, God, which they have nobody to blame but themselves. No, but yeah. then I, I think that gets back to the leadership at that point, and Don Matrick and Balmer, who was the CEO of the company at that point. I think that was just bad leadership at that point. Well, so. I think they were trying to edge a move to PlayStation. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, th- I think. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, Balmer is a uh, CEO at uh, Sony now. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, God. Yeah, I don't know. You look back at some of that stuff, though, and you're like, man, some of that stuff sounds really freaking sweet, but uh, oh well. I was, I was watching a YouTube video, and they were, funny enough, they were talking about that exact thing. Um, and they said that at the time, obviously Microsoft, in the politest way, shit the bed. But actually, look at it now to where we are. It's exactly where we are. As you guys, they are, yeah, they <laughs> were actually three, ahead yeah. of their time. They were just so many years. And as little as four years later at that, even. I mean, yeah. people are scared of change. That's all it is. It's all oh, it yeah. ever comes down to, yeah, is people, people think it's this is different than the way it's always been. I don't like it. That is all it comes down to. That was, after the press conference, you see the outrage, and I was just one of those people, probably like you guys, that was like, I don't, what's so bad? I don't understand I, what, why is everyone so mad? It, it goes but back to... I didn't understand it. Well... Sorry, go to, on, Doug. Well, no, I was just about to say, to me, it goes back to the whole thing of, like, we were talking about the whole buyback digital. Like, to me, even when all that happened on Xbox, I'm like, I get if you don't like this, but to all those saying Sony's doing it the right way, it has to be this way, I'm like, there can be two consoles that do it different ways. You have choices still. If you are honestly scared of all this, then buy... Which, ultimately, that is what happens. People just bought a PS4. <laughs> but... <laughs> Good advice. But... I mean, my thing is just like, when there's always the options, I don't see how progressing in an area is necessarily a bad thing if there's always options. I, just, I don't yeah. get it, you know. Um, if, it's, if this is the only console in the market and this is how, and they're forcing this, sure, freak out if you want to, but if there's options, then I don't understand this, the hysteria, so. Agreed. But, I don't know. All right, what's Seriously. up next, Chocolate? Um, so, uh, oh gosh, hang on, right. Uh, seems cart and wish lists are close to arriving on the Microsoft <laughs> Store. Seems cart. <laughs> See, it's it's like seems. I, I left out a word there, chocolate. I, I set you up for failure. And I didn't even notice it. So uh, you know, <laughs> that's why I looked at it twice. Ron, I was like, Ron Burgundy on the teleprompter. <laughs> yeah, I will read whatever you put on there. <laughs> so tell us about the seems um, cart. Yeah, so basically something people have been wanting for a long time is finally hitting the Windows 10 and Xbox uh, Microsoft Store. Um, They're thinking this will drop next month, maybe sooner in some of the uh, preview builds, but uh, we're getting a shopping cart and a wish list, uh, which to me, I'm really excited about the wish list part because just like Steam, you know, like I don't know if you guys use Steam, but like I have a huge wish list on Steam, and the whole reason I have it is because inevitably... When a sale happens, I can go to my wish list and be like, okay, one of the games I want is on sale. 
buy, you know. So what do you guys think about this, like, Risky? Do you, would you, do you like the idea of being having a wish list and just kind of holding off on a game till it hits a sale and you know about it? Well, unlike you, I have this problem where I'm not <laughs> an adult and I don't budget. <laughs> What's a sale? <laughs> what? If I... Hey, guys, I'm ba- about to buy this game. There's a weird percentage off by it. What is the, the hell does this mean? Why is it not fifty nine ninety nine plus tax? Do, do I, does this minus 60%? Do I get 60% less of the game if I buy it now? <laughs> yeah. What the hell is this? Uh, I mean, that's my biggest issue, though, is that I'm a compulsive spender when it comes to games. So <laughs> I wouldn't have a wish list because... Anything I, want, <laughs> I would have them. I would own them already. <laughs> this would be useless to me. Um, I mean, it's a uh, obviously it's a good idea. This is like we were talking before. This is just more options. Yeah. So, so I, for me, it's whatever. <laughs> but how about you, Chocolate? <laughs> I was just about to say, is your wish list actually a pre-order? Um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there you I, go. I, that yes, hundred percent. Well, yes. even then, it's useless for him then because it's already preloaded and bought. True, on his, yeah. on his, ready to install. So. <laughs> you no, know nice um, it is when Red Dead Redemption Two comes around and I paid for it six months ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I love this idea. I think it's, uh, I think it's good. I hope they kind of go the Amazon route where you can also go. Oh yeah, by the way, if you just log into my account or search me. Uh, these are all the games I want. Hint, hint. Birthday, Christmas, hello. Yeah. Um. um. Yeah, so it's great. I There's not much more I can say about it. Well, Mo- it's it's one of those things where, like, you know how inevitably Microsoft every year has the summer and the Christmas big blowout sales? Yeah. So I feel like that would just be an easy, like, here are the ten games I've always wanted but never really want to pay full price for, and like, oh, there you go. These are on sale. Yeah. Got it. And then next month, oh shit, they're in Game Pass. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's that's the scary, but also like how bad can you really feel world we live in now with Xbox? It's like, yeah. do I get it or wait to see what they add for this month? Like, yeah. This story is really just making me realize that I've got some issues. <laughs> because <laughs> I was just thinking that like, I do get excited for sales, but it's never... I'm never excited to buy things that I didn't already know about. It's like, if I'm buying anything from a sale, it's like, yeah, sure, I could buy that. It's never anything. It's like, oh, I've been waiting so long for this game, and it's on sale. It's always (laughs) like, I didn't need to buy The Surge, but hey, it's only $30. Yeah. Sure, why not? So that's... I. I think I need to reevaluate well, some things. Actually, Risky, that's why we have your family and friends with us here today. Uh, If you want to have a seat right here, uh, we... uh, We're here to talk about uh, this issue. <laughs> we we could send you our uh, budget spreadsheets just to help you out if you want. Nah, yeah, no, um, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This it's it's something that you know. It's like you think of any online store. This makes sense that they would eventually have this. So seems like it uh, should already be there. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> so, agreed. So yeah, agreed. It's good. Um, right. What's the next one? Modern Warfare Three currently has thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. 37,000. That K is 1,000. Okay, Chocolate, that wasn't my fault that time. That is an internationally known symbol for 1,000. Hang on. In my defense, I was just listening to my monitor that was going off. Okay, okay. I thought... Right. Anyway. The same start was my fault, but this one, no. No, no. This is totally me. Right, anyway. So they have 37,000 active players in a multiplayer seven years later. Yeah, go on, carry on with it, Doc. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Modern Warfare 3 recently went backwards compatible, and if you go online to the lobby, uh, I actually had it digitally and checked this out for myself, although it wasn't this high when I looked, but I guess maybe a peak uh, time this previous week, uh, there were 37,000 people playing that game online. That is insane. What do you think about that, Risky? That. Yeah, that's it's an old ass game. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't have that many people playing it. But do you think? Go on, sorry, risky. Uh, I was gonna say, but I think maybe this just goes to show that we are in desperate need of a a modern shooter. <laughs> it's all I've wanted for the <laughs> last five years. And don't make me resort to having to play Modern Warfare Three, a great game. But not what not what I'm looking to do here. You would definitely have people to play with if you did. That's I might have to now. <laughs> that is, 
an astronomical number just to look at it. What's it in comparison to the latest COD game? What's... I would have to actually look. I would say it's probably com- well. I don't know. I would assume the next the newest COD game would be higher. But now this does uh, combine PC and well, I guess it combines. But was Modern Warfare three on PC? I don't even remember. I'm assuming this combines everywhere PS3 and Xbox 360 and everything. But of course, the the reason it's got a spike is because the backwards compatible. But all- I think this combines all services though. World War Two. This is just Steam's peak. Was fifty six thousand? Jeez! Wow. Okay. Well, so, this is still impressive, but wow, that is a lot of people. Yeah, and that's just Steam. That's not Xbox, PlayStation. Yeah. So yeah, a lot. Gosh. This is an eye opener for just how many people play Call of Duty. I guess last for me. thirty uh, days though, seven thousand. Oh, okay. okay. So maybe. <laughs> so it maybe it's down. tailed off pretty hard now. Yeah. <laughs> So literally, Modern Warfare Three might be the highest played Call of Duty game right now. Right now, I think so. Like literally, I I never look at these numbers or anything, but they're kind of interesting. For Steam, between November and December of last year, it went from fifty six thousand down to twenty four thousand in a month. Yikes! Half the players. So that month. That month drop off is major. Yeah, and then it's just slowly been going down ever since. So. So yeah, good for Modern Warfare Three. That's insane. I wonder if they've implemented yeah. loot boxes into it. You might as well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're, they're probably missing out if they haven't. There's yet, a time so. to strike. Strike now. Just shows. Dude. Just shows though the backward compatible games are are worth it. Well, I was about to say if you if you guys want to see some of the uh, the edgiest you've ever felt in terms of like you might get your console hacked. Go back and play some of these COD games on backwards compatible. You go into lobbies, people have names that are glowing rainbow colors, like font that is not within the system for you to use, saying go to this website, like click this link. Like there is crazy stuff going on to where like I looked it up on Reddit and people are like, yeah, if you get in the wrong lobby with somebody, they can totally hack your account. And I'm just like, what? So Maybe I won't be going back to that then. (laughs) Yeah, that was the only part of me I was just like, Maybe I won't check this out, but uh, I don't know. It definitely—I definitely did get back in a lobby on uh, Call of Duty World at War when that went backwards compatible, and I don't know for sure, but it, don't get me wrong, people are really good at that game. And if you—if if they're still playing the game at this point, they're obviously very good at that game by now. But uh, there were people that definitely felt like they had aimbots going. <laughs> so yeah. that's all I'll say about that. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, good for good for uh, backward. That's a that's another backwards compatibility kind of success story. I mean, that uh, definitely spotlights some of these games that people still obviously really like. So. It's like every time a Call of Duty game hits backwards compatibility, it's just it's a big it's a are big there, deal. Are there any that haven't hit it at this point? Is that all of them, or um, is there... like World at War comes to mind? I'm pretty sure that's not on there. That was or no, no. That one is. That one is because that's one oh, I've actually it? played. That one is. Yep. Huh. Um, so, so maybe, maybe not. Maybe the first Black Ops is that one on there yet? Maybe. I don't. I don't spend enough time in my Game Pass tab unless I'm playing Sea of Thieves or State of Decay at this point. So <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like that's the only ones that people even gave a crap about anymore, wanting it to be backwards compatible. So. But hey, good for Microsoft. That's. So that's thirty-seven thousand, and a majority of that is probably Xbox. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, I would. Ha- yeah. I would have to assume. Cool. Good for Activision. Good for Activision. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Uh, yes. Good for Microsoft. Um. All right. I think we're done with the news. I think we you guys are. Want to get out of here? I think I've got some battlefields playing. <laughs> all right. <laughs> This week's episode was sponsored by Boss Boxes, the best gaming boxes delivered right to your doorstep. Go to h, go to bossboxes.shop. <laughs> Sorry about that. Use discount code 16OUNCEGAMING for 10% off your next box. <laughs> Do it. Can't wait. <laughs> Do it. Um, if you want to get a hold of us at the show... Um, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at CAG Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, 
do all that good stuff. Um, if you have questions for the show, you can reach out to us in either of those places, or you can email us at cagpodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're also a part of the 16 ounce gaming family. If you want to talk to us in discord, we have links to the 16 ounce discord there. Um, we all hang out there every day. Um, so if you want to talk with us live over the chats, do it there. <laughs> There's also Facebook and YouTube. Links to those are both here. If you want to reach out to me, I am Risky the Kid everywhere. How about you, Chocolate? I am ChocolateBear80 on Twitch and Twitter. And my gamer tag is ChocolateBear80. And Doc. Uh, I am DocH1X1. Twitter, Xbox Live, pretty much everywhere. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Cross Atlantic Gaming. We'll catch you guys next week for an all-new episode. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Oh, we should drop that.